health is wealth, isn't it? And not only is health wealth, sometimes we also need to have a healthy mindset. As a matter of fact, I might put to you that we must always have a healthy mindset. So join us with Lisa Peranzo as she shares not only some tips and advice around health, but how she was able to still build and grow her health and fitness business during some crazy times. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Welcome to The Real Deal On. Having some fun here. We're welcoming Lisa Peranzo. That's right. Lisa has worked over 10 years, or has over 10 years experience in the fitness industry. She has worked with a diverse population, including first responders, athletes, and adolescents. All right. And her experience in the fitness industry has also included working with clients to rehab from a variety of injuries, from spinal cord injuries to brain injuries, recovery from childbirth to sports-related industries, as well as joint replacements. Her focus is always to help her clients find her their own strength and power from their fitness routine. She is a PMA-accredited Pilates instructor, senior trainer, certified CrossFit instructor, certified kettlebell instructor, and certified bar above instructor. Instructor. Lisa also has a certification in paleo nutrition, a bachelor's degree in psychology, and a master's degree in human behavior. She is a contributing writer for WealthWeb magazine as well as Smartpreneur magazine. In addition to being the founder and CEO of A Healthful Life, Lisa has been featured in various magazines and on podcasts, including San Diego Voyager magazine, Combat Divas, The Poorly Written Podcast, and Radical Resilience. So welcome, Lisa! Okay, so I just went to the Hell Omega tour on Sunday night, and I think I just got my hearing back, and your intro just reminded me of that. All right, welcome back. (laughs) Awesome. So welcome. Welcome, Lisa, and uh, so great to meet you. And and first of all, I just want to acknowledge your, your persistence and flexibility in getting here. That is the testament of your professionalism and desire to help people and make a difference so very nice so same for you too thanks for not ghosting me and for getting back to me and for being flexible on the schedule as well so we can make this work absolutely so share who is lisa you you obviously have a passion for fitness and uh out of curiosity was that um always 
were you always into fitness? Were you one of the, you know, the gymnast cheerleader kids or was it okay? <laughs> Definitely not. I think I'm the least competitive person you'll ever meet in your whole life. All like right. competitives, I like to watch competitive sports. I do not like to participate in competitive sports. Fair we enough. never have. Um, fitness for me came about as a necessity. After September 11th, I enlisted in the military. Oh, thank you for uh, your service. Well, thank you. I went into ROTC and got hurt, significantly hurt when I was in ROTC and I didn't walk for about a year. Wow. And that is really like the catalyst for what propelled this whole journey into fitness and health and, you know, empowering people and all of these things was that. How long were you in training or in ROTC where uh, something happened where you, I mean, would you break your back or something? I shattered, fractured, and dislocated my right foot while I was fast roping. When I, I didn't fall or anything like that, but when I hit the ground, the thought is that I landed on a rock and it was Ooh. just like pure, perfect physics. Just, yeah. Um, I had been in ROTC for a little, between a year and a half and two years at that point. Okay. And I will say that it was a very new situation for my command at the time to run into. They hadn't ran into anything like that. Someone getting that significantly hurt to the point of needing like surgical repairs and bed rests and all these things. And they were amazing. I give the army a lot of credit. They took care of me. They helped me finish my degree, you know, so I could, I actually ended up graduating with my bachelor's early. And a lot of that was their help. They continued to pay me like they really did take care of me. Right they on. would come and visit me and like all that kind of stuff. So kudos to them for showing up when a lot of people could have just bounced. Yeah. Well, wow, God bless them. Yeah. So you prior to that, you were I wouldn't not to say unhealthy. You just it wasn't a priority. Uh, right. <laughs> so then you end up getting hurt and then by proxy, you just started to having to do some form of rehab and that's where you uh, started to uncover a, a passion for the process. Yeah, it wasn't even a passion at first, like in complete transparency. I think I'm like a, a lot of the, I don't want to say like quote unquote normal person, but normal person that I didn't like it. I still want <laughs> to. Like working out, not, it's not always vibing with me, just a complete transparency. Mm -hmm. It was a process for me to figure out what was going to work the best for me, the honor and respect of my body and its capabilities without being concerned about what the person next to me was doing. Like it was that I need to let my ego go to do what's going to help me the most, mm. not what I think should help me the most. So you were listening to coaches and mentors, I presume? Yeah, for a long time. I would, I remember when I first got hurt, I went through like all the bed rest. I did a lot of physical therapy. I got through all of that and I started walking again without assistance, which was a process in and of itself. And what I really wanted to be able to do again was run because when you're in the military, you run. That is like a modality of fitness that will never ever go away. And that was what I was used to. So that was what I wanted to do, which is completely contraindicated when the majority of your foot is fake. Wow, <laughs> so do you still run now? Or are you no. like, oh, okay. I cannot, that was the biggest test of me letting my ego go. 
Oh, okay. So you had to find alternative strategies. I had to find alternative strategies. And as I was going through finding these alternative strategies and then getting yelled at by my doctor, because what I would do is I would go and get cortisone shots. Don't do this. Friends listening to this podcast, (laughs) this is a disclaimer. Please, God, don't do this. This is not a good idea. I would go and get cortisone shots. I would be pain-free, and then I would go and run. And the cortisone shot that's supposed to last, you know, however long, I'm not sure, would end up lasting like an hour and it would completely wear off. And it got to the point where my doctor was like, you're not coming in here for any more cortisone shots. If you come in here again, it's because you're allowing me to cut you open. She's an orthopedic surgeon. She said, you need to figure out something else. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. So I found CrossFit community and, and things kind of propelled from there. But what it was was me having this awareness of like okay i can't do that i need to find something else and then as things kind of grew and expanded going i'm not the only one like this i might be the only one who's overcome this injury in my like immediate circle right but everybody has kind of their thing whether it's they're coming back from an injury and a doctor has said you know, you can't do high impact exercises or you need to be comfortable kneeling or, you know, whatever it is, or it just is like, that does not appeal to me. Like I'd rather be doing my taxes than doing that form of fitness. And it it was me starting to really think about how can people be well, how can people enjoy the process of working out and have it appeal to them without hurting them like, let's start there and let's grow and expand all of that. So it's, it's been years, but. <laughs> well, and, and to to bring out a point, it's very instructive. What you just shared is the secret to success is finding ways to enjoy the things that perhaps aren't your most favorite. <laughs> Um, so you, you found some ways to enjoy the process and my hallucination is that's part of what you do as a personal trainer is you're, I mean, I guess, walk me through that. Do you sit with someone and find out what they like, what they don't like and design a program around that? Or are you like boot camp? Like, no, you got to get that tire and lift it. Like, is that- <laughs> For some people really like that boot camp style. Yeah. Some people, and, and I mean, I can be that all day long too, but it's more of what you initially said is sitting down with someone and going, okay, what appeals to you? Like if I say, let's go for a hike, are you excited or do you feel like you get hives from that idea? And then let's go from there because every single person, every single body is different, but if The purpose of working out is to contribute to a healthy lifestyle as a whole. Then it needs to be healthy habits that you're putting in place. Not like I'm going to go and do this 30 day program. And then on day one, again, I'm just going to stop. Indeed. And I'm I'm sure you get this as well. Um, It's not just the exercise. It's the diet, which is why I presume part of your uh, pedigree is also paleo nutrition that uh, you, you don't just go to the gym. And, and now this is a true story. I once saw someone, um, I, I was in Chicago, uh, was on the road with Tony Robbins as a national trainer with him and I was at LA Fitness. And <laughs> in Chicago, true story, there was a dude drinking Coke and eating potato chips on the treadmill. Now, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm just common sense thinker, bottom, you know, just to keep it simple, stupid. Uh, is that <laughs> recommended? I mean, no. <laughs> that being said, though, again, like my overall goal is to help people have the harder solution, which is the healthy lifestyle, right? This right. isn't the thing that's going to happen in 30 seconds or less. And some of that is allowing yourself indulgences, but learning how to have those indulgences in moderation. And so yeah, in fairness, that may have been the once a month he does that. We don't know. Right. I I'm, mean, I'm would not... I do it on a treadmill in an LA Fitness for me personally? No, but I'm also not going to necessarily be in an LA Fitness. So there's that. There's that too, of course. There's that, right? But I don't want people to feel like they have to deprive themselves of the things that they love. I just don't want them to have the whole package of cookies, as it were. Right. You know, it's, uh, slim fast goes great with nachos. Like you, just, you can't. Yeah, it's it's all about the the. the Do they still make slim fast? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. That was actually a an homage to oh, this comedian. It was he was a big guy, uh, um, Louis. Oh. Anderson. Yes. It was I, like the light-haired comedian. Yeah, and I think he, I think that was, that. I now don't quote me, that may not have been his, but it was around that time when, you know, Louis was uh, big in um, popularity. I, I guess he's always okay. been relatively big in stature. So um, you started getting into, obviously, this whole thing. What was the the sort of process as you, like, you started out just kind of dealing with the recovery and, and at what point... Did you go, you know what, I'm actually going to make this a thing rather than just a thing for yourself to turn it into a career? So I actually, I graduated from college and I went into corporate America. I went that very traditional nine to five, eight to five, whatever it is route. Um, and I ended up working with victims of violence for a number of years as a second responder. So I was an advocate for victims of violence. And I think that that's where that empowerment piece really started becoming strong for me. And while I was doing that, I was doing fitness on the side. And I remember my husband, who's active duty military, was on deployment. And corporate America was becoming, uh, I was disillusioned with it basically, to not go into great detail. And he called me and he said, every time I talk to you, when you talk about work, you're miserable. Like you have no, he was like, I know that you love what you do and the people that you work with. But when you speak about it in general terms, he's like, you're really unhappy. And life is too short to be that unhappy. And you of all people know how short life can be because of my injury. And he said, but when I talk to you about the fitness side of things, you are like so excited and you're so passionate and you're so into it. And I, God bless that man. He literally was like, quit your job, leave corporate America, take the rest of the time while I'm on deployment to figure out the fitness thing and where you're gonna work. And that was what I did. So at that point, had how much had you already studied or been certified in or? <sighs> I had been certified in CrossFit and paleo nutrition for a long, a few years at that point, And it was a side hustle. Okay. And I was in the process of getting my Pilates certification when he and I had that conversation. And he said, sit down, do the math and figure out how long it's going to take for you teaching to make up, you know, the loss of income from paying for the certification 
and for you to start pulling a profit. And by the time he got home from that deployment, I had paid off the certification. I was already pulling a profit and I was working half as much as, or even a third really is now that I think about it as much as I was in corporate America. Love it. So yeah. this is going back how many years at this point? 2012 was when okay. I was So 2012, you shared you're in, uh, on the West Coast. Is that where you were back then as well? Yeah. So how are you marketing yourself in 2012 versus uh, how we can market today? Because that has changed over the years I as well. Worked, I worked in a brick and mortar and they took care of marketing for me. And I, I had this perspective of every time I go to teach, I, I was teaching group classes. Every time I go to teach a class, I am auditioning for my job. Mm -hmm. I told you before we started recording, I, I have a background in music mm -hmm. and I started playing classical music when I was nine. So I'm very used to like the auditioning process mm -hmm. when it comes to music, as I'm sure you are as well. And so being in front of a crowd and public speaking, doing these things and kind of putting myself out there was not intimidating for me. So I thought every time I teach a class, I am auditioning for my job, be it the programming, like the actual physical exercises I'm going to put them through, but also the words coming out of my mouth, mm -hmm. how I'm treating people, the way I'm showing up will impact that. And it literally, I mean, it was like guerrilla marketing at its finest because well, I didn't do anything online at all. I didn't even really start showing up online in a business side of things until I launched a healthful life, which was only a couple of years ago. Like the online space is very new to me still. Right. Okay. Right. So Love now it. it's like the still showing up in person part and then also showing up on social media and all yeah. that and figuring out that whole bear that is like Instagram and now TikTok, like get out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, just, it never ends. So are you still at the brick and mortar at that same place? Oh, that's yep. great. Okay, so you've got a, a steady flow of your regulars, which then allows you to use them as more, you know, sort of testimonials and, and so forth. And, and that's brilliant. Um, so now here's a, a thing. So here you are. Sounds like you got things humming on, you know, all the cylinders. You're rocking and rolling. You've got people coming in, people to serve. It's You're going in there. And then... COVID hits and you know, all of a sudden, and I know I'm not even sure if you guys are even open yet, but we are. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So like, how did you, like, what was that like for you knowing that a, the, the gig is going there in person. So you, you know, you, you, that stops, but more importantly from, I think from my perspective and most people is like, the worst thing you could do during any sort of health crisis is inhibit your ability to be healthy. I mean, I, right now. Yeah, not, not to go down like some sort of conspiracy theory or anything, oh. but brilliance <laughs> if you want people to get sick and, you know, not not get through this. So right. how how did you navigate that? What was that like for you? So I would say that even started with the launch of A Healthful Life, which came from me becoming a mom and me becoming a mom made me again reassess my whole fitness from the standpoint of 
like having the emergency C-section and all the complications and all the things and how can I get healthy again? But how can I get healthy now that I have a newborn and I'm at home? Mm. How can I structure that? And then me thinking, I can't be the only new mom who's experiencing this. I know what to do because I have this whole background and all this knowledge and all this education for how to train at home. And I did that and I lost 40 pounds on my own at home and I did not work out two hours a day because I had a newborn. Right. How can I teach other people to do that? And I started a healthful life from that thought. And it was plugging along, plugging along and things were great. And then the pandemic hit. And it literally was like, well, now we're all at home, <laughs> especially right. in California, because I'm in the San Diego area. And I think my brick and mortar was open and shut down at least three times last year. If not four, I have blocked it from a memory because we open now. And it was like, how can I help my tribe, my people, my community be healthy during this time, because you have two options, right? I can either get COVID cut or I can put on the COVID-19 in the, you know, not literal, I'm getting the virus sent. Well, it's the COVID-20. It's a COVID-20. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a variant? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the variant of someone's belt size. So. Yeah. So I remember, you know, it was like the first couple of weeks that California had completely locked down and I was getting text messages from people like I miss working out with you. I miss they missed the routine of it, the accountability piece of it. I need to be here at this time and I'm going to do these things and it's going to suck for an hour and then I'm going to be done. And I gave it like two weeks and I was like, look, I texted them all and I was like, you know, never thought I would be doing this in my life, but and also this could be a cluster. But what do you guys think about doing Zoom workouts? Like I have all this stuff where I'll have to be at home. We all have the time. What would you guys think about doing that? And I started that in April of 2020. We are still doing it. I actually have a workout plan for later today. Um, it's donation based because I didn't want people to feel like there was a monetary expectation mm. when you know people had lost their jobs and it was all th these things going on. And we expanded internationally. Brilliant. So and still donation-based. Still donation-based. And I don't have any intention of changing that. I want people to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And the bigger piece of that, too, was not just physically healthy, mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy as well, which meant having a safe space to leave your stress and your anxiety and the fear and the overwhelm and all of the things that we all went through to one degree or another last year. I wanted them to have a place to let it go. I wanted them to have a place, even if it's on a screen, to see their friends, to be able to connect with one another, to be able to know that they could show up to this spot together with each other. And they've just kept it going. I, I'm, I am beyond proud of this group of individuals and awe-inspired from them because they took a very chaotic situation and found like peace and drive with it they found their health with it a lot of them have dropped a lot of weight during it which is amazing they've learned how to do things 
from like an Olympic lifting standpoint, CrossFit, all this stuff that I don't think they ever thought possible for themselves. And were you using stuff like, you know, uh, here's things you could work out with at home, like, you know, two, you know, like a gallon water bottles and, you know, I don't know what yeah, your tricks like, are. But, yeah, the pandemic, I know you went and bought vodka. Yeah. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> yeah, it was everything. And then they started buying weights and mats, and a lot of them have garage gyms now where they do all that stuff. And it's, it is, when I say inspiring, it truly is. I'm beyond impressed. And what it shows me on a bigger level is that this is accessible for everybody. It's yep. just a matter of how much you want it. Right on. And how long are your classes usually? They are an hour long, three days a week right now. Lovely. We, start, we started with one day a week and we've just kept adding on. And now there's a book club. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's great. How cool. Yeah. yeah. And the the people from the gym, now that you're back, do you have any that are doing both? Mm-hmm. I have people that are doing both. It, it's, it's been a great thing because it's shown them that regardless of what life throws your way, you can keep going. And I think people need to see that, like their own personal resilience. I know that about myself. I know how resilient of a human I am. I did that. If I can guide people through that process so that they have all those tools, even after they're done working with me, that they can continue to stay healthy, I feel like I've won. Mm, love it. So where where do you see this all going? What's your, like, do you have a vision for this or? No, I really don't. <laughs> I wish I did. I should probably think about that. I really don't. I've I've told them all, as long as they feel like it is serving them, I will continue to do it. Right I mean, on. I love it. And I would be working out regardless. So it's like no skin off my nose. The cool part of it now is in the brick and mortar, I don't exercise with them. It's all like a verbal cueing and I'm standing, right. whatever. This is cool for me because I work out with them. And I love that. How cool. Now, do you break things up like is it a theme for the day because you, you've got obviously a pretty wide breadth of styles as it were um do you have like okay today's pilates day today is uh you know um core today like do you, how do you break it up into a bunch of different things i do but it's all within that hour so oh, we do okay. everything within the hour and then Very I went cool. and got kettlebell certified. So we're throwing that stuff in there too. I mean, I, I guess I was bored last year. I was like, let's go get another certification. Yeah, I didn't even, I saw someone doing it uh, this morning at the gym and um, I didn't realize there was a certification for it. Like there's a, is there a whole, like, I guess obviously there's, you could hurt yourself. Oh yeah. And just, uh, you know, hitting your knee, your shins or something. Oh, that wouldn't be cute. How would you, yeah, you could totally hit your shins. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, you can go all the way up through like master level certifications on kettlebell. Interesting. Yeah, See? Very cool. Well, you know, I'm sure maybe there's some people who don't know the benefits of kettlebell. Like what, why, why do that? And why is there, you know, what's, what does that do different than say Pilates? Why would you do all of these different uh, modalities? Pilates I love because it focuses on bringing balance to the body by finding like length and tone within the body. Mm -hmm. I like Pilates because it is, it, every sort of workout focuses on how to build your proprioception. So the awareness of how your body is moving in space. 
that is at the forefront of Pilates. And Pilates is focusing on bringing balance to the body by strengthening your core and by, you know, helping your spine so you can stand up straight and tall and all that kind of stuff. Pilates was actually one of the main ways that I rehabbed from my foot as well as from uh, when I had my daughter. Kettlebell I like because it's slightly more aggressive. There's more ballistic movements in there. Um, I like that it is from a practicality standpoint, it's easier for some people to do kettlebell work because the equipment is not as big mm. as like barbell and that kind of thing. And they can still do a lot of the exercises that you could do like with barbell in terms of some traditional lifting stuff. I mean, they both focus on the core, which is amazing to me. All exercise really does though, to one degree or another. But the ballistic aspect of kettlebell is what makes it super different from Pilates, for me at least. Right on. Now, when you started talking about core and stuff, uh, are you uh, chiropractic, pro or con? Is that uh, a thing that you encourage, you experience yourself, or is it, hey, if, you, if you do the work on your muscles, you don't need that, it'll keep your back straight. <laughs> I'm indifferent towards it. If people do it, then fantastic. I know, for instance, uh, I train a lot of people who have scoliosis, which is a curvature of the spine. A lot of the times when that curvature gets really severe, it can end in a, a very extreme surgical repair. Um, my clients who have scoliosis find a lot of benefit from chiropractic work. For me personally, the bone cracking part of it, I know like they're trained and it's safe and whatever. It freaks me out. I get too much in my head and then I just can't do it. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So it's, it's not a form of my own recovery, but if people do it and they like it, I'm all for it. What I would encourage somebody to do if they are getting chiropractic work because what that's doing is is drawing that skeletal system back into proper alignment, but your muscles need to hold the proper alignment, is to find that training aspect that will keep those muscles in proper alignment so your skeletal system can stay right. in alignment as well. Right on. Now with your training, um, obviously doing the exercises is obviously one part of it, but now the nutrition aspect of it, do you include that in your uh, online stuff or is that a separate thing that um, you were doing at the brick and mortar and for your, your own uh, coaching? I think in terms of the brick and mortar, like I'm a walking billboard for what I do. So people always ask me what my nutritional breakdown looks like. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them I will never adhere to any diet that makes me not drink wine or eat chocolate or drink coffee. Like that's out for me. <laughs> in terms of someone's individual nutritional, that's private coaching. Okay. Because everybody has like their thing and like foods that they like and foods that they don't like. Like that's where that individual tailoring really comes into play. Right. And how uh, granular do you get as far as stuff like that? Do you have people get like live blood tests to find out what allergies they may or may not have to have. foods that may cause like some inflammation? And I have gone that deep if people have needed it and they've been willing to do it to pay for a, like one of those companies that you like prick your finger and then it tests the blood for the allergies. Mm -hmm. People have done that. We've gone as deep as like planning out meals for people right who journaling it, again it's what's appropriate for that individual person not for everyone that doesn't always work right of course right some people need that though so have you 
now that you're you're seeing all these challenges um, with COVID, with uh, place, and, and you're helping people uh, online. Um, what advice would you have for people who are still trying to figure out, you know, what they should do that maybe, you know, maybe they're still in a place where gyms are having challenges or they're just afraid. I mean, unfortunately, there's still some people who are like, ah, I don't even want to go into a gym for fear of uh, some sort of, you know, un undesired outcome. And, uh, you know, I can appreciate that. You know, we've uh, California and our mask mandates and all the things that we've been through and my clients know that my goal for them is for them to be comfortable in the space mm -hmm. that's you know when you're anxious you're not going to get anything out of the movement except right. more stress <laughs> which is fair uh, what i would say to someone who is at that point or they've taken a, a hiatus on working out and now they're trying to get back in is there's never going to be a good time to start you just have to start. And sometimes starting is finding the thing that on a very base level appeals to you the most. Mm -hmm. And starting with that and creating a habit from that and then adding on to that habit. And if all else fails, rely on the resources that you have to teach you how to do it. There is absolutely no shame in asking for help mm -hmm. to get you to where you want to be. Indeed. Uh, one thing that uh, is an under uh, underrated exercise is walking. Um, and, you know, one of the things that uh, is the matter if the gym's closed or if stores are closed, you can't mall walk, whatever. You can still go outside and walk at your vitamin D. Um, yep. any, so you, sh you shared you were doing a book club. Are there any books that you've found to be helpful in this? So if someone were to go, ah, you know what? Yeah, I've inspired. I'm going to go either walk or go to the gym, get on the bike or the elliptical or whatever, and listen to, you know, a little net time, no extra time education. I, so my book club rotates who gets to pick what, and some of their picks have been a little extra. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give you some of the picks that we've had, and then your readers can decide, or your listeners can decide. Um, the last book that we read together was Verity by Colleen Hoover, which was phenomenal. There, my book club is really into like thrillers. Oh, okay. Psychological thrillers. Um, Woman in the Window was an, another one that we did. Behind Closed Doors was another one that we did. I'm like, they all kind of have a sound, yeah. theme. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, we also read Educated, which was amazing. Um, and we read the, I think it was The Beekeeper's Wife. I might have that name wrong. Okay. Ooh. Are these so these are all mostly fiction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I recently read nonfiction, uh, the Nazi officer's wife. I finished that actually this morning, which was amazing. I would highly I would highly, highly it takes a lot for me to be insanely impressed by a book, and I was insanely impressed by that book. Interesting. The Nazi officer's wife. It's like basic synopsis. It's about a Jewish woman who marries a Nazi officer and he hides her through World War II. And it's her, it's her memoir, basically. Wow, that sounds insane. Okay. It's maybe a, amazing. Must be a must read. Would it, would it help maybe people get some uh, distinctions and uh, perhaps navigating today's <laughs> times? 
Potentially. It was, yeah. it was interesting for me because uh, the story starts prior to World War II mm. in Austria. And it, it goes through that whole like political shift. So wow. from that standpoint, it was very, very interesting. I learned things. I will say that. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if nothing else, you know, one of the outcomes of, of this conversation, the real deal and, and all that is, is to get people to think, right? To think outside the box, try on new possibilities in all ways, you know, holistically. It's not, you know, in our conversation, it's not just fitness, you know, it's not just diet. It's, yeah, how you do anything is how you do everything. And, um, it's this is a great opportunity for us to you know kind of take a step back because things are going really crazy and just like I'm I'm gonna guess and I'm I'm just again just common sense here uh, you could lose forty pounds overnight but in order to do that you'd have to remove a limb <laughs> and, yeah. right and so it's possible but not recommended and most people don't do that right. so like diet surgery it's not fun trust me (laughs) right yeah so yeah i guess you could get that and again that's not sustainable even if you do that so like in fitness things don't happen overnight nor do political shifts nor does business shift nor does relationship shift it's always a drift and the challenge is and as i've gotten older it used to be from a fitness standpoint it used to be if I had to lose like 10 pounds, I, I could do it in a week. I just do Atkins right. and I, you know, I'd, I'd lose right. it and it would and stay off over. mostly yeah, and start over. And the older, the older I got, the less quickly things like that, the less effective that became. And it certainly had to shift into recognizing the shifts sooner and then modifying lifestyle in order to accommodate as opposed to just doing the band-aid. I'll just, you know, I'll just starve myself for a week and, and there goes 10 pounds. No problem. The wedding diet. That's what I call that. The wedding dress diet. I like that you bring that up though, because for me, like this getting healthy, being healthy, staying healthy, all of it is such a mindset thing. And people don't Mm -hmm. want to talk mindset when they talk health. But when you say that, like, oh, I just need to drop 10 pounds. So I'm just going to do Atkins for a week. And then I drop the 10 pounds. And then what happens is probably fairly quickly that 10 pounds comes back on because you haven't created a routine for yourself that is sustainable to keep the 10 pounds off. Right. And then what I hear is you internalizing i'm never going to get there i'm not good enough i can't keep the weight off all of this like negative self-talk that starts coming through and then you don't want to try the thing again because you know like i know it's not going to work right well is it the thing that's not working or is it that you actually don't have something that's like maintainable in place are you asking me personally? I'm asking everyone. Yeah, yeah no, well, I recognize it. I know that, you know, I, I do. I, you know, I'm having my juice and I'm, you know, I do what I need to do. Uh, and it's, it is a lifestyle shift. It's not, mm-hmm. you, you, it, the word diet already doesn't sound good. Die in it. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, first, the bigger part of the word. Um, <laughs> and the, the other thing is too, is just in general, you don't eat one salad and go, I'm healthy. You don't go on the bike and ride a mile or two and go, I'm healthy. You know, it's, it doesn't work like that. It is, you know, I look at, I play racquetball. That's my, my main nice. health uh, regimen. And when I first started, I sucked. Fair. But, 
a couple of years later, now I don't suck as much. It's nice. I can, you know, I can <laughs> hold my own. I mean, I'm not entering, you know, I'm not competitive style. I'm not playing in tournaments and that kind of stuff, but I've gotten considerably better over time. And the challenge is sometimes when we see someone who is making it look easy or they're getting these great results or, you know, they, you see the people walking in the gym who just, you know, look great. You go, oh, yeah, that's easy for you. And it's, yeah. and the people yeah. are like, oh, you don't understand that I've been doing this for years. And I also take care of my when I'm not here, I'm eating right and I'm watching, you know, yeah. my breathing and I, I take and drink enough water and I'm you know doing other things other than looking good. Right. And isn't that completely exacerbated by social media when you're like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to find a workout to do at home. So I'm going to go online and then you see someone and they're doing this insane move, but they're doing it perfectly. Yeah. Like, no, they did it twice and they have lighting and makeup and their hair is done. No one looks that cute when they're working out the right way. I'm telling you right now, it's not cute or comfortable. Yep. Well, and of course, no one would say like, okay, here's some, here's my my health regimen. Uh, you're going to be really uncomfortable. Um, I say that. <laughs> you, you may not like all the food that you eat. And sometimes you may not be able to eat the stuff you want to eat. You might have to cut back on some of that. And, you know, there, there'll be moments where you're not digging it all that much. And they go, oh, I want that. No, they go, oh, look at this. This only takes, you know, 10 minutes a day. Eat anything that you want. Eat this pill and you're good to go. And like, I'll take that one. I tell my clients all the time. I, I do say this is not cute or comfortable. And this is also not for the basic person. If it was cute or comfortable, everybody would do it all the time. And no one would take breaks. If I could invent a pill that made me skinny with muscles, I could eat whatever I want, never have to exercise a day in my life and I could market that, I would be a bajillionaire. Yeah. Everyone would buy it. Give me one person who would not succumb to that temptation. Well, like, well the truth is you, you could do it and then you do what everyone else does to say, uh, you know, um, results may vary. And, you know, and then that's because that's what it is. All those programs, they give that to you. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you do that, 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 that. Oh, but you also in the fine print, you also need to do all this other stuff. And if you don't do any of this, this isn't going to mean anything. But pay us anyway, because results will vary because it depends on how much effort you put into it. And you go, oh, I got to take responsibility for this. Oh, man, I thought that all I had to do is buy the tape or download the video or, you know, buy the, the juicer. You know, right? You're all tempted by the before and after picture. I'm a sucker for a good before and after picture. I won't even lie. I who love isn't? it. Great. Who isn't? They're amazing. That's, That's great. why they work. That's why they work. So when you're marketing your clients, do you have before and afters of them? I do have before and afters and I have a, a, thankfully a lot of written testimonials and I tend to use the written testimonials more mm -hmm. um, because I've noticed with my clients that they dove a little bit deeper into like the things in their life that had to get organized in order, the shifts in their mindset that had to happen for them to be able to create this for themselves. I think yeah. mindset is an unavoidable part of being healthy. Like where's your head at? It's the most important. Right? It, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's not going to happen without it. If you think if you think you can't do it, you will not be able to do it. Henry Ford, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way you're right. Yep, exactly. 
Yeah, it, well, it boils down to it. I mean, I, the way I frame it for, for me, mindset is state, your emotional state. And mm-hmm. so if you're, you know, if you're angry, frustrated, uh, depressed, bitter, all of that, you're, this is why you got to take care of your body anyway, because your body, how you, your body plays such a huge part in your emotions anyway. Like if you, some people don't feel good because they don't feel good. Right, they're just not taking care of themselves. They don't have the energy. They don't have the vitality, and it it translates. It's really hard to have tons of energy if you're, you know, overweight or you are not fueling yourself with the right foods and so forth. The exercise is just a way to enhance and maintain what you've got. And the more exercise you do, the more you improve it, and then the more the less you have to do to maintain it. In many respects, I'm sure. You, the other reason why people need to work with people like you is that step one, maybe, you know, remove the weight and that requires one strategy. Step two is keep it off, which may be a different strategy. There's a whole other way you could do it. Um, and, and some people, you know, put the cart before the horse and paint the. Yeah, so to speak. Oh, yeah that's, that's a great way to put it. There's nothing that's more discouraging than you know, busting your butt to remove all this weight just to have it come back on and then some. Yeah. It just, it makes you feel bad. There's no ways around it. And then you're gonna be less likely to show up. And that is the biggest part of this is showing up and showing up in the way that works the best for you. Not what works the best for the person next to you or what the person on social media is doing or dude who's next to you in LA Fitness on the treadmill with his Coke and his chips. And then he goes and probably deadlifts like 500 pounds or nope. something. Oh, no. Well, no, no, he didn't, he didn't look very healthy either. It wasn't, okay. yeah, it was, he, no, he was definitely like, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a like, yeah. I, I, Cause there's some people who like shelf help, they go to the gym like, I go to the gym every day. I'm like, well, what do you do at the gym? I sit in the sauna. Right. Yeah, I sweat. Yeah. <laughs> right now, there's nothing wrong with sitting in the sauna. Um, generally speaking, that's probably good to do, you know, either prior or after the workout, right. you know, or, or both. But right. the, the exercise is really the best part, you know, and that's one of the challenges. Like if you go to one of the more frou frouy gyms where they've got a lounge and they've got, you know, it's a, a juice bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of those kind of gyms in California. It has a cafe in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, by, down by us, there's this place uh, that has, it's a gym and a restaurant. Um, but the restaurant is, it's all healthy salads okay. and, and all of that. But it's interesting because you see, like, and you can see the gym. You see everybody working out. And then there's the area where people are eating and juicing and, and all that stuff. And okay. um, they attract a kind of people that are mostly balancing both where they go okay after i work out you know because it's a, it's a gym right. gym it's not it, okay it's, so they're getting the like i worked out now i'm gonna go have a protein shake person right and then that's where they go for their meetings or their shakes or whatever to see all their friends who work out and it's a very it's actually a pretty cool uh thing i would get behind that i could be down for that yeah but there's sometimes you see the places where they have the salon in there you get your hair did and and all that and it's, it's like <laughs> i was at the gym today well your hair looks great but what happened to the rest of you right. <laughs> yep <laughs> kids today, kids today. <laughs> so 
moving forward then if someone because obviously you're you have two opportunities so the people who are in California can obviously get to work with you in person but my hallucination is is that really your personal coaching and personal opportunities are really more uh, private zoom and and I'm sure you obviously do probably go to people's houses or or come do a personal in the gym and so forth but because of technology We've been able to expand a lot of what we do because there's an H in it. Um, how how do you like to work best? And if someone wanted to connect with you, how would they do so? I So I do the brick and mortar. I do the virtual classes. The virtual classes also get recorded. So if someone can't make the class live, they can go into the recording. Love it. I mean, in fairness, though, like this is done out of my garage in my house and I have puppies and a human and, you know, all the all the things. So sometimes we get interrupted by my daughter. How old is your daughter? She's six and she's a meaner trainer than me. All Hands right. down. <laughs> um, I do also do personal training on Zoom. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another option. And it goes back to what you said, even with things reopening the fear of being in a public space like that has been extremely palpable every all other things aside that has been a, a source of fear and i do want people to get healthy so that's an option too but in terms of like the very tailored individual solution that's private coaching right well and, and just to back up to that, I, my, my vision when you just shared that, because I've experienced that to some degree, like I remember like here in Florida in, you know, transparency, we've been out doing live events and everything since like March of 2020. Like we, we, like we didn't, you know, it's a few weeks after a few weeks, we, you know, many people are like, uh, we're going to think this through here. Does this actually make sense? And we, you know, we, we decided to slowly start, you know, expanding and opening up. But even that, after a few weeks, going out again and meeting people was a little awkward. Like, what do I do? We're doing the fist bump, the elbow bump, the, you know, yeah. like, you know, what do you, how do you do that? So there was still that, that a little bit of anxiety. And that was only after a few weeks or a month or two, you know, a couple months for, for some that took their time. And about a year, the brick and mortar that I work for did not reopen until April of 2021. Yeah. So not only do we have that physical stagnation and atrophy, we have the mental and psychological and emotional stagnation and atrophy where people, while it it may or may not be safe and, you know, that's a separate, you know, conversation, use your common sense and you will probably find yourself doing more. But point being is that you, you got to get your body moving. You've got to change what you've been doing so that you can. And, and what will happen is the more you start moving your body, the more you start going out, even if it's a little bit here, you don't start, you know, deadlifting 500 pounds right away. <laughs> you know, you start with, you know, what you could actually handle and work your way up. So some people may not be able to handle going to the gym right away, but they know like, ah, but if I don't do something, I'll never do anything. So you know now is never the you know is it, it now is always the best time to start because there's never another now or there's right. always another one uh so the the opportunity then becomes when you're ready which will be never so when would now be the best time to reach out to someone like yourself to help get back on track to right. you know even if it's doing some, something at home 
Right. And I mean, that's a very, I like that you bring that up because what I'm noticing now, the things are reopening and people are starting to get back in is that play of the ego is starting to kind of come back in with like, oh, well, pre-pandemic, I could lift this amount. And then what I did in 2020 was I sat a lot and I watched everything that was on Netflix. Judgment aside, that's done. That's in the past. Now we're moving on. But when you start again, you have to be patient with yourself and give yourself that learning curve to let your muscle memory kick back in so that you can avoid getting injured. That's what I'm seeing now is how can we get back into the fitness game if we've taken a break without getting hurt and having to take another break? Because I do want you to start right now, but you have to give yourself the grace of saying, right now's right now might not be the right now of 2019 right well fortunately i'm gonna hallucinate that most people who operated at that level did what you did which is work out at home so they probably don't have that same thing but what i think also probably happens as well is uh, maybe some of the people who maybe didn't do heavy lifting, but did some running or cycling or swimming, and they used to do X amount in X amount, and then they're going back, and then they could get into a beat themselves up phase because, oh, I used to be able to do, you know, a 5K in, you know, 20 minutes, and now it's taking me 30 or, or whatever their, their thing is. And t- to that point, they may not get hurt physically, but they have to mind their mind because psychologically they could start beating themselves up and and get into a, a funk unnecessarily, right. which right. is why it's so great to have, again, some support for, for all of these. Yes. Yeah. That muscle memory will come back. All yep. the things will come back. You got to be patient. It made me think of uh, one of the things in my my illustrious variety of careers from music to uh, a trainer and speaker with Tony Robbins to then being recruited to bring personal development to behavioral health, the drug and alcohol treatment center. Um, One of the things that unfortunately happens with ODs is someone would go to treatment and not be using for 30, 60, 90 days and then go out and use the same amount they used to. And then that would take them out because their tolerance dropped. So it's a very similar experience. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, these patterns are there mm-hmm. and and we need to be mindful of them and, and get the right support. And, and f- for those of you who know people who are using drugs or alcohol, the support isn't go find someone who could help you use appropriately. It's don't, you know, get yourself back to treatment. I'm not using a, uh, I'm not justifying the experience or finding a way to work around it. Just you can see the, how we all convert, we can still hurt ourselves, not recognizing where we're at. Um, For sure. There's a, uh, I won't name names, but there is an individual who's known for saying when someone says, well, I want to go work out, their response is, well, just go work out. Well, for some people, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Nike gave it away, but you got to still do it smartly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when someone says just do it and it's jump out of a plane, just make sure you got the parachute. Like that's the, a pass for me. I'm not doing that. 
<laughs> oh, you haven't tried yet, have you? Hmm. It's the height thing from getting hurt. Heights and me are not friends anymore. Oh, fair enough. With your foot, I could understand a, a little concern. But what if you were with a skilled tandem person that got you into one of those big, puffy, like... Uh... I'm going down this road because my husband skydives for his job all the time. That's a pass. He's so trying. has has he thought of that though? The Oh yeah. Really? Hmm. No, pass. I'm good. Both feet on the ground, I'm good. That's How about bungee jumping? Oh, absolutely not. But you don't the land. Spine. Oh man, your spine just decompresses and slams back together. No. It's My like going to a chiropractor. <laughs> You already know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I know, but it's, but this way you don't have to get them doing the manipulation. It's a natural. It's using God's energy to allow you to experience the. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> right, well, He's like, we're gonna try. No. <laughs> One day your daughter's gonna go, mommy. Can we go skydiving? I want to go Pass. and. She's been asking since she was five. She can go when she's eight. I said, absolutely no. Is there, I, you know, it's a great question. Is there an age limit for that? Is there a legal thing or? I want it. I could be wrong. Do not quote me on this. I think she can go tandem when she's eight. Okay. And Our I daughter is turning seven in a couple of weeks. So I, oh, okay. uh, I'm wondering, we've never discussed it because I never thought about it until she was maybe a, a teen. But now, now you bring up a uh, an interesting thing may may want to take her on <laughs> i'll be feet firmly planted on the ground waiting for them to come down <laughs> all right well at least you're letting her go yeah so how do how would one get in touch with you to be able to learn more about your uh your whole system and and be able to get some of your your rock Ooh, all the things so the easiest place is to DM me on Instagram, and my handle is my name at Lisa Peronzo, and you can ask me any questions. My link and or my link in the bio on Instagram has all the things, the website, everything like that. My website is www.ahealthfullife.org, and I know you're gonna have this in the show notes because mm -hmm. you're at like that. Uh, there is also a freebie in the show notes that is a workout guide that are workouts that are pre-made, ready to go, that you can plug and play. And now I get to be a serious trainer and say, if you run into an exercise that you don't know how to do, if you do not know what weights to choose, if you need to take a different variation because of injury or limitation or you slept funny and you're not sure how to change it, please ask. I invite the conversation all the time. I want to have these conversations so that I know that you're getting the most out of the workouts that you're taking time out of your busy day to do. That being said as well, if someone's listening to this and wants to jump in on private coaching, I'm giving 20% off the first three months. Ooh. So they just have to say that they listen to the podcast. All right, so the real deal on deal is 20% off. I'll throw that in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts? If you were to look back at your journey in navigating your way to your grounded, happy, joyfulness now, what advice would you give your young self? Or perhaps what advice would you have for your daughter? 
oh, oh, my daughter's going to rule the world. I don't have a lot of concerns with her. For me, uh, I would tell my 19-year-old self that got hurt to not be afraid to step into my own strength. Mm. Love it. And how would one do that if they were feeling that they weren't? By just doing the thing, trying and being okay with failing. Failing is not a bad thing. Failing is a launching point. Failing shows you where you start from. Beautiful. Awesome. Fail forward. Yes. There we go. Well, Lisa, I can't thank you enough for sharing your uh, most valuable asset, your time. So thank you, your time, your energy, your wisdom. Um, I look forward to more. I'm going to friend you on Instagram as well. I don't think we are connected there. And we'll throw everything in the show notes. So go on there, get your 20% off real deal discount at a healthylife.org. Healthful. Healthfullife.org. Sorry. Let me write that down here. Well, you sent that to me. Okay. Awesome. So uh, with that being said, I appreciate you for who you are and who you aren't. And uh, this has been an absolute pleasure and, and look forward to more, uh, more rock with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.